What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Thoughts from the Bench with Dom and Jay. I'm Dominique Smith. On the other end is J.M. Lewis. J.M., what's going on with you, man? Uh, I actually just ate myself a medium rare steak. Um, I know that you're not a fan, but shout out to 99.9% of human beings on earth that would rather have a medium rare steak than an overcooked steak. So that was really good after running some stadiums. Ran a couple miles today trying to get my, my butt back in shape. So not doing too bad. You'd be surprised. So last night uh, for my birthday dinner, we got takeout. And they actually did not cook the steak the way I wanted it to. So it was okay. more medium rare. Mm-hmm. It was more on the medium rare side. You're welcome. Happy um, birthday. No, actually, we'll never eat there again. So, <laughs> so no. The, the good thing was lobster came with it. So, you know, oh, okay. we were rolling in style. So you That's how butter. you have to. You ate some butter last yeah, night. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And a nice piece of chocolate ganache cake from Publix still in the refrigerator. Still have to break that out after the show. It is. It is good. Ganache icing. No, I'm sorry. Whipped icing. Okay. Far, far better than your typical cream cheese icing. Less sweet, more texture. Publix, you save it, brother. It was a good way to ring in 26. And so now we are going to depress ourselves because tonight's episode is based on the Orlando Magic. And we've been Magic fans since, well, since we were born. Yeah, forever. Pretty much. Yeah. So and coming up with topics, you know, we were going to talk about the NBA horse competition. And to be honest with you, I haven't watched it. I, I saw a clip on Twitter and it looks like it was shot from somebody's flip phone. Um, so there's really no need. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? Just for, I, for I did watch sake. the first about 20 minutes. Um, I think it was Trey Young versus Chauncey Billups. Uh, and it, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, again, <laughs> applaud them for trying. What else can you really do? They're all stuck at home. Um, I, I would have thought that, you know, these NBA players, there's only, I think it was this total of 16 people that they could have at least gone to like a gym and shot. Yeah. Like Trey Young was shooting in front of what looked like like his childhood home in Oklahoma um, on an outdoor basket. Chauncey Phillips had either was at a court in his neighborhood or had his own court in his backyard. Um, and it was scratchy and weird and I mean, whatever, they tried, they got some sponsors, some people watched it, but I think it wasn't even, it could have been, like, they could have tried to make it bad enough that you had to watch, but it was just terrible, just mediocre. Yeah, yeah, so we're not even going to entertain that topic, but we are going to talk about the magic, and in this episode, you're going you're gonna to triumph, and then you're going to get your hearts broken, and then you're going to get mad. You're going to get the full slate of emotions, so... Without further ado, in your honest opinion, and I apologize because I just uh, threw this topic in at the last minute, but just off the top of your head, who is the most underrated Orlando Magic player of all time? So when you asked me this, I kind of was going through it, and obviously, you know, we think of the last 10, 15 years probably a lot better in our memory than we do most of these other years before that, Um, but I tried to think of somebody that I loved. He was on the Magic. For basically one year, I had NBA Live 2005 um, and played with him all the time and averaged like 40 points and 15 steals. Um, But a forgotten player who might be one of the best players to ever come through Orlando um, is an overall case for his career and how good he was at his peak 
but he was only in Orlando for about one year, um, would be Steve Francis. Somebody a lot of people forget about that he played in Orlando. He was a really good point guard in the NBA and um, had a really successful career. He was never one of the highest scoring people in the NBA, um, but he did a lot of things. He was a really good on-ball defender. Um, He averaged 21 for us when he was in Orlando. So um, that's more of just a forgotten year. Uh, We weren't very good. Um, but he was a great player and one of my favorites. I had his jersey. I was really, really excited when he came to Orlando. We just, we had him, then we got rid of him, then we had him again. I had his jersey too. I remember that trade because the first time I watched Steve Francis was when he was in Houston. And I remember watching that Rockets team thinking like, oh, they got some players. And I remember we had Steve Francis. I don't know if you remember this name, Katino Mobley. And I want to say the last one was Tony Batie. Yeah. Yeah, it was Tony Batie who works for um, the Magic Broadcast. I think he still does. Um, I remember Francis did not want to come to Orlando. He did not want to come. I have his jersey too. That that's a good one. I remember that was there was those, those were some fun times. He had a pretty good crossover too. Or two. Yeah, he's a good offensive uh, player. Yeah. So mine, I was gonna say Daryl Armstrong. <laughs> but I want to see if you remember this one because he he played for played for ten years um, for the Magic Magic for ten years um, and he he was just like just that dude to me uh, worked well with T Mac worked well with you know the players around him he averaged less than ten points but I don't know Pat Garrity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's um, actually, I looked up the ranking of the top 25 players in Magic history, and he made the list. Did he? Yeah. He, he made the list averages 7.3 points a game. Interesting. He, he um, shoot it. He shot 39% from three. So, Pat Garrity, you know, when you talk about some of the, you know, most more consistent players, he, he was there. I, I don't know. He averaged, you know, 4,000 points, um, a career 39% three-point shooter um so you know he he was somebody that i love to watch play um you know started out with phoenix then came to orlando so yeah that's definitely there were a couple guys that i was thinking of um one could say bow out um i was thinking of him too but yeah i, I would definitely go with pack arity mm-hmm. and then there were some names that i just forgot the magic at some point had them on the team. Chauncey Billups was on the Magic. Uh, I want to say Ben Wallace. Was it Ben Wallace? Ben Wallace was on the Magic. Um, we have Chris a, Weber. a great... We're kind of like, for a couple different sections of our existence, we've kind of been like the MLS to European soccer, where yeah, we'll just sure suck in been. a couple of great players who were great at some point. Patrick um, Ewing and just yeah. have them come to Orlando and be on the team and you don't really remember that existence and it's kind of forgotten in their careers yep. and even the players don't really talk about it but we have a nice I don't know history of letting people come here and kind of getting the most out of what they have left because our team sucked when they came and they could just kind of be on the team yeah pretty much the one that kind of came to mind um I don't want to say he was at, well, he wasn't where he was, but we got the most out of him, um, was my man Vince Carter. Yeah. Um, you know, 
Vince, he, he was a beast here. Um, I don't know if you could classify. Well, I guess you could. Richard Lewis. Yeah, but we still no. had him a little bit in his prime. Though. We paid yeah. him a ton of money to stand in the corner and make some big threes. He wet the bed, you know, later on. I don't know if you remember the series where he couldn't make a shot after, like, mm-hmm. shooting, like, 50% from three the yeah. entire season and throughout the playoffs he and could not a couple, make a shot. I think he he had one, I want to say, either buzzer beater to send us into overtime with either the Celtics. I don't want to mix this up. The Celtics or the Cavs when LeBron was there. Um, he had some big shots, and he was a great three-point shooter. He just – we paid him like he was going to be a star, and yeah. he was – he was good. Like you can't. There's not a lot to complain about him for the years he was there. He was on a great team too, uh, but he helped spread the floor and could hit from anywhere. So we're going to get into some tough topics tonight, and those at home, we should, we should have done some polls on Twitter about this. Actually, we still will do some polls on Twitter about this, um, but we're going to talk about it first. So, if you had to start a team, and so let me, I mistakenly hit my microphone. Excuse me there. <laughs> Um, that's how excited I am about this topic. If you had, when I say if you had to start a team around this certain player, I mean in their prime. Um, so the question, if you had to start a team around Orlando Magic, if you had to build a team around one Orlando Magic player, would it be Tracy McGrady, prime Tracy McGrady, or prime Shaquille O'Neal. So I'll let you take the four first. So it sounds like we're yet again setting up for just a terrible Dominique Smith take because of you trying okay. to really put it together right here. But the answer to this question is, is pretty obvious, and that's not to say Tracy McGrady wasn't a great player, and if he would have stayed healthy, he would have been one of the maybe the best ever. Um, went toe-to-toe with Kobe so many different times. But if you had to pick, you're picking Shaq, and you're just – He's one of the greatest players of all time, one of the most dominant centers to ever play the game. He was great even when he was in Orlando. I mean, we picked him and basically never picked, after one year, never picked in the first round again um, draft-wise until he left. And we went to the finals. Like, he was, in, I mean, really is one of the best centers ever. And Orlando was a very young part of his career when he's still a little bit skinny and could run the floor like a nut job. He was crazy in Orlando. Um, but he's the guy you're picking every time. And T-Max, I mean, the second best player we've ever had. But you've got to go with Shaq. Well, you say it's a terrible take, but I agree with you. I was going to okay. pick Shaq. All right. I, just, I because, get worried no. sometimes. I get, when well, you set because, things up, it sounds like you want to go the other way. Well, no, because you have to realize something. We were not you know, fully functioning as basketball fans when Shaq was here. We're pretty much seeing the highlights, but I think people think of Shaq when he was in L.A., but if you look at like the Orlando Magic Shack, he was leading the fast breaks. He was getting rebounds. He was like, he he was a different beast. Dare I say, if Shaq had played and stayed the same weight as he did, and when he went to L.A. as he was in Orlando, I think he's the best, at least center of all time, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, but Orlando Shaq with the talent around him um and we'll talk about that a little later i i I don't think it's it's even close and i think what people have to realize is we tried to build a team around t-max it just didn't work um because we thought grant hill was the answer but you can't trust anyone from duke so well and that's kind of a hypocritical statement and you'll get to that at the 
I'll tell you why at the last part on the last segment. But Grant Hill could just never get healthy. And I love Grant Hill. And he showed flashes. He was great. He could just never get healthy. And, you know, what you remember is crazy. Just think about some of the the teammates that T-Mac had to play with. If I'm not mistaken, I'm just going to go based on memory. Uh, Teron Liu. And tell me tell me if I'm wrong. Was it Teron Liu? Uh... Andrew DeClerc, Pat Garrity, n- nobody good. No, that's not, I, the hardest part about the Orlando Magic when T-Mac was there is T-Mac's really the only name you're going to remember. <laughs> I mean, it's just so bad. I got to go to so many games to watch Tracy McGrady play because we were so pathetic. <laughs> like, people don't realize when we were bad – that was the time. First of all, we didn't have the Amway Center. It was originally called the TD Waterhouse. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's so sad. I couldn't tell you who the coach was. Um, do you remember? Our coach for T-Mac was actually the first year of T-Mac, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, when team, when we were terrible. I remember Doc. <sighs> Well, we had Before Mike, Brian Hill. Tracy got to play with Mike Miller. Whew, That's these true. Are, these are rough. Raw. I mean, D. Brown. There you go. Is it older D. Brown. We had D. Brown. Older, yeah, I was again, say. another wasting away star. He wasn't old, old, but nothing too exciting. I mean, this is – I don't want to look through this. This is too depressing. T-Mac basically <laughs> played with nobody. Let's just – he never played with anyone in Orlando. Our team was always so bad. We always lost in the first round because he was good enough to – get us there if he did get us there like yeah that's not it's gross the good part about having the magic so bad you get tickets for like five dollars it's like you know family night you can come bring your family bring the kids to get like an andrew DeClerc bobblehead um tickets were basically buy one get one free but when all the talented teams came to orlando like, you got a chance to see Allen Iverson play and um, Chris Webber when he was at Sacramento and, like, all these other, you know, Jordan people. That was the Wizards. LeBron's yeah, first I didn't... year. I was, in LeBron, I was at LeBron's first game. I remember leaving a junior Magic game out in, what was that, right, right there in Gotha, Gotha Middle School. Went straight over to go watch LeBron. We were a little bit late, but saw him do one of his famous breakaway dunks in his first game in Orlando. I've seen a overtime game with Allen Iverson seeing Jordan and Kobe and all these guys because it was $10 to go see a game and I don't want to say anything bad about Orlando Magic fans but we're not great no pretty much if I sat in the nosebleeds and you sat on the other side I could yell your name and you could hear me clearly mm-hmm. when the game's still going that's how that's how bad it was it is and, and here's the thing as bad as Magic basketball is now it is nowhere near as bad as it was back then. Um, and it's crazy. So, interestingly enough, we agree on the first topic. So, this one is a little tougher. Best starting five that you would make up, that you would put together in Magic history. And this was all time, right? Like we're taking anybody from All any... time. All right. Any time. Including the coach. Ooh, including the coach? Hmm. Yep. Um, well, I really – there is maybe two tough decisions on here. I think three 
are pretty automatic, which we probably are going to agree on here, is point guard's got to be Penny. You can't not have Penny yep. as your point guard. You've got T-Mac. Okay. I mean, depends on kind of where you wanted to fit T-Mac. I have him as a small forward. That's what he was drafted as. Um, Tracy McGrady at small forward. Center, obviously we've had two great centers. And Dwight Howard has become this kind of forgotten thing. But the years he was in Orlando, he was the most dominant center in basketball. Uh, but he sure still was, was still nowhere nowhere near what Shaquille O'Neal was. Even when you look he doesn't at the statistics. Shaq. Doesn't touch nope. it. So Shaq's your center. That left two other positions. Um, one of them, I feel like I went a little bit more with my heart. And the second one, I think should still be pretty easy. Um, but that shooting guard is Nick Anderson. Um, he was drafted actually as a shooting guard, played shooting guard and small forward. Um, but I have him at shooting guard and my power forward and maybe the toughest decision I had to make. I actually went with Hito Turkoglu. Oh, I hate you because I went Turk too. Okay. So prime Hito Turkoglu, the years that we were winning and Dwight Howard and the floor was spread. The way I mean, Hito Turkoglu could have the ball and run that offense. Even with that team, Hardaway was a great passer. Um, T Mac was more of a scorer. Nick Anderson was actually a really good offensive player. Um, people don't really think about that much, um, but the Magic at the beginning um, were the best drafting team it seems like ever, um, and he just ended up kept shrinking down the list of where he was because he was the best player. Then Shaq came, and he was the second best player. Then um, the next year, Penny came, and he was the third best player. But Nick Anderson, who also Funny enough, was my basketball coach at one point in middle school. Really? Um, yep. Nick Anderson um, used to coach me um, out kind of by Disney World. Where we had outdoor practices at Dr. Phillips Park when they built that brand new park out there. Nick Anderson was my coach. Um, but, yeah, Hito Turkoglu was my power forward. There's some other, you know, honorable mentions in there. One of the really forgotten players of the Orlando Magic history still has, I believe, the all-time record for assists in one game, Scott Skiles. Um, you got Dennis Scott, a great shooter, Dwight Howard, Grant Hill lives in this weird purgatory of Orlando magic fame where he was kind of there, but he kind of wasn't and never, ever ended up like we needed him to be. Um, yeah. and then Horace Grant, Horace Grant was probably the biggest Horace, lead for yeah. me off the list. Um, he could easily fit next to Shaq at power forward cause he actually did. Um, and he was a really good player, could do anything for your team. Um, but if you, I think, lined him up against Hito, uh, especially with Shaq already on the court, I, I would take Hito Turkoglu as my power forward. So are you saying we basically agree all the way? You're going to hate me for the shooting guard, but there's a method to my madness because I'm thinking about this day in the NBA and how he could stretch. Like, he can hit open shots and everything. So, yeah, I do have um, Penny Hardaway as a point guard. Uh, small forward, I have Tracy McGrady. Power forward, I was going to choose Horace Grant, but Hito, Hito was your prototypical point forward because Hito would bring the ball up and everybody would get set. And like you said, he can run the offense and then Shaq. You're going to hate me for saying this and it's going to be a bad take and I, I will stand by that. I really want to put Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson's nice. I met him at Sports Authority before it went out of business. <laughs> Uh, I had J.J. Redick as the shooting guard. That's embarrassing. Because the, here's the only reason, because I felt like the reason I did it was just thinking of like today's kind of brand of basketball. He's just, he's the guy, he's like the Kyle Korver, the Mike Miller, you know, somebody who can stand in the corner, make open shots, he can get shots by himself. The liability is on defense. So I wasn't necessarily looking for a playmaker. I was just looking for a sharpshooter who could go along with everything. Um, so I mean, that's why your, I said it, it, it's, is it's, it's... If they were playing against each other, 
and Nick Anderson was guarding J.J. Redick, J.J. Redick would do nothing. Nick Anderson was a great offensive player who averaged 19 points per game his first year in Orlando, and it kind of went down to about 15-14 once better players were around him and was a phenomenal player. Obviously, has one of the worst memories in uh, Orlando I was going to make a joke about that, but I'm um, not going to. I love Nick JJ Anderson. JJ was yeah. basically a joke until his final two years in Orlando, and he only ever yeah. averaged nine points per game. I mean, you can go with it, whatever. I mean – he had 15 Listen, of the year he was traded, but, I mean, I'm taking Nick Anderson every time. It's not a popular opinion. I didn't say it would be, and I, we can't agree on two topics I, in a row. I agree. I agree. So, but there were a couple people that were left off the list. You talk about great point guards. Not, I wouldn't say great point guards, but effective point guards. Can't forget my dog, Jeremy Nelson. No. Um, he, I, I love Jeremy Nelson. He was a great point guard for the Magic. You know, can't forget about Jameer. Um, you know, Rashard Lewis as well. Um, and there's some interesting names. We had, <laughs> you know, Glenn Big Baby Davis was on the team. Um, and then there were some there were some names that I just did not expect. And it's not that I didn't expect it. It's just crazy to me. Like, I looked at them. I looked at the time when they played for the Magic and it's one of those things, I don't know if you, if it's happened to you, I forgot they played for the Magic. Like, Trevor Ariza. I forgot he played for the Magic. I forgot Martin, Go- Martin Gortat played for the Magic. You forgot the Polish uh, Hammer? I met him at 7-Eleven in Bay Hill. The did Polish you? Hammer. Yeah, absolutely. How do you forget him? That wasn't that long I ago either. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, they're like, he played for the I was like, no, he didn't. He's like, yeah, he did uh, God, there was, oh my goodness, this is bad. Like, what is his name? It literally, let me look it up. But just some of these players, um, none of the players that you used to play from the way are very good. Uh, oh, absolutely not. I, just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. Here. I didn't, it's a black hole, I didn't say that. It was just a, that played for Orlando. No, it's just a general observation. <laughs> like, uh, Tobias Harris. Well, I knew he played for the magic. Ryan Anderson. Uh, oh. I this is funny. Drew Gooden, Drew Gooden was like interesting. Like I, re- my fondest memory of Drew Gooden was T Mac scored forty, and he scored thirty. And which kind of tells you all you need to know about Drew Gooden. But no, it was just a general observation. Just some of the people. Uh, you remember Jawan Howard? Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. As for a bench player. Yeah. Sure. Off the bench. Time we're the a retirement Dar- home. Yeah, that's cool. The Darko Milicic experience was interesting. Um so yeah. That is my starting five. Uh and like I said. The, I knew you were going to pick Nick Anderson, so I was like, I have to pick J.J. Reddick for that reason. <laughs> Nick Anderson, listen, I love Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson, that team, I would have loved to, like, I wish that team, you know, happened later where I could fully comprehend it. Like, where you can go to the games and, like, experience Shaq breaking around. I mean, that 30 for 30 or about them and the Penny and Shaq and – the energy we had, especially because it came so early. I mean, you, I know we're about to get into it, but 
you look at how the Orlando Magic built their team and drafted in the first four years, five years, it's unbelievable how quickly they had so many good players on that team. And how quickly we they went away. Yeah, I mean that's how it happens, and we we lost the uh, the fraud NBA Finals that shouldn't really count because MJ. No, it, it should so. no, no. So, and, and last thing, we did not name the coach. Who would be your coach? I mean, I I'm picking Stan Van Gundy every time. I, I Doc Rivers really? is a great coach who had a great career, but Doc never really took the magic anywhere. Stan Van Gundy did. Well, that's who I was going to pick. <laughs> but I have to think. I have to think of somebody else now. Well, there's not there's not really a lot of choices. I'm I'm going to take Brian Hill. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's your. Yeah, I'm going to take TV over guy. There you I'm, go. <laughs> I'm going to take over live. I'm going to take Brian Hill. Some, uh, no. Yeah. No, I'll probably take Doc too. I, I would, yeah, I would take Doc, especially if you're gonna take Stan, who I was gonna take. I'm gonna take Doc. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, cause it's like you see, this is why I should have gone first. That way, you know, it, it's okay. But anyway, this is the topic I'm gonna give you the four. Actually, no, I'm gonna go first because I'm afraid you're gonna say, um, what I'm thinking. The worst pick. In Orlando Magic history. Now, I know that you're about to go on an entire rant, and I want you to just, just let it out. Just let it all out. But I'm going to go first, and it's going to be brief. The worst pick, in my opinion, in Orlando Magic history was Fran Vasquez. If I'm not mistaken, he didn't even come over to the United States. No, he did he? No, he has a blank check in terms of statistics in the NBA. Yeah. Last I heard, he had a change of heart, and he wanted to stay overseas. And in the draft where we could have gotten someone that would have been beneficial for our team, we chose Fran Vasquez. So, to me, that is the worst pick in Magic history. I had his rookie card. How about? Top's rookie card of his little photo <laughs> dribbling between his legs. I had it. Of course. It's a shame it's not worth anything, but go ahead. All right, so first four years, amazing. We go Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Webber, who we obviously, because of if you watch the 30 for 30 and know a lot about the magic, Shaq and Chris Webber would have been a weird fit. Shaq wanted Penny Hardaway um, because they were filming Blue Chips. And they played together. They got Penny Hardaway for C-Web. First four years, unbelievable draft. Now, I went through this in as much detail as I possibly could. I have every single draft. I won't waste our time with every single one of them. The 1998 draft was our weirdest one. We actually had three picks, 12, 13, and 15. I have been, I want to actually, now that I saw this, go back and watch this draft. Because I want to see if there was any talk about trading these picks. Because right in front of them, we ended up getting... Um, guys who did play for the Magic, but they were average players. I mean, the kind of your 12 through 15, they weren't bad picks, honestly, um, but for 12 through 15. But right in front of them was Paul Pierce, Dirk Nowinski, Larry Hughes, Mike Bibby, Vince Carter. I mean, was there any way we could have sent some sort of trade to move up two picks to get Paul Pierce? Um, I don't know, so that's something I have to go back and watch. We honestly started off really good at drafting. 
and we had Mike Miller, 2000. And then we had the biggest team, the Orlando Magic Draft, actually, when you go back through this, you get less and less angry as you do it because what you really are mad about is the ping pong balls. There are multiple times in Orlando Magic history where we fell one or two picks from getting a star, and a lot of it more recently, um, where we just were right there, but we never, ever really have gotten the number one, two, three pick when we've been bad besides when we got Dwight. Um, we drafted Reese Gaines in 2003 as a 15th pick. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember a lot of these picks because I always wanted their cards. And again, 15th pick, there's not much behind him. I went through this draft. It was like David West, Dante Jones, and Boris Diaw. So like the 16 Warriors bench players who yelled a lot um, all came behind mm-hmm. it, but not a big deal. Next, we make the, the right choice, which a lot of people thought was wrong. We picked Dwight Howard over Okafor. Um, which was yeah. a big, big deal, if you remember that. Um, Fran Vasquez in 05, blank check, again, never even came. But, again, he was the 11th pick. The best players that came after him were Danny Granger and Gerald Green. So there wasn't a ton of, you know, I mean, Granger had a good start to his career, um, played well in Indiana, and, you know, Gerald's still around doing stuff. But nothing really special, at least would have had a player. 06, you get your boy, J.J. Redick. Oh, wait, in my opinion, my least favorite ma- player in Orlando Magic history, Courtney Lee. Um, what? Yeah, a, yes. He cost us the NBA Finals, so don't even – it's not an argument. He completely cost us the NBA Finals. Um, it was not just his fault. It was it, – it was okay. Okay, I can't – you're right. I can't argue with that. You're the I National, can't argue National with Basketball that. Association. On no, no, no. I just had the to... NBA Finals, and you miss a layup. I just had to, had to listen. I just had to think back. Okay, all right. Because I, I forgot about it, but right. you're absolutely right. So I apologize. So, so far, no huge mistakes besides the one that stands out, which is Fran Vasquez. Um, but again, the eleventh pick. You know, what are you really hoping for? Sometimes out of that pick, then we get hot a little bit again. We pit with, I mean, unbelievable. 2013. To look at this, we picked Victor Oladipo second. Do you know who went first in that draft? Cleveland Cavaliers. I Kyrie Irving. No. Was it no? What the that worst first round pick? The worst first pick in NBA history. Was oh, uh, Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. I don't say so. Where God. is Anthony Bennett? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. What a burger somewhere. Um, okay. Fourteen. Well, he's off now. So we get Aaron Gordon. Okay. And then we actually trade back into the draft um, and get Alfred Payton. So I mean, fourth pick, I'll take Aaron Gordon. There wasn't much behind him that ended up better than him, and he's gotten better and better. Alfred Payton was solid for us for a few years, could never shoot. Um, then, who would probably ring in at the second worst pick of all time, pending 2019, 2015, we pick, honestly, he's one of Bill Simmons' favorite jokes in the NBA, Mario Hezonia. Just never turned out. Every single time we went overseas, we failed. That's he was me. number He was yeah. number two for me. Yeah. Because it was it was it was obviously Fran because Fran didn't come yeah. over. But Mario, Super Mario I mean just potential. From... Potential everywhere. It was always about his potential and just still nothing. 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 Um, nothing in Portland. Right again, now. this is what makes drafts so funny is if you want to go through and like um, I don't know if you're watching Bill Simmons right or listening to Bill Simmons right now. He's actually doing a redraft for every single draft since I think '96, and he just sits there and goes, "The Celtics could have had, you know, all these guys because nobody knows." Because after Mario, nobody good gets picked until 13. Devin Booker, That's Harry true. Rozier, and Kelly Oubre all go back to back. I think there might be one pick in between. Oh, no, they all go right back to back. Devin Booker wonder- obviously is an All Star now, but he went 13th. So. You're kind of looking at that going, all right, so now, 
2016 sets the stage for the biggest mistake in Orlando Magic history. <laughs> we make what is now a phenomenal draft pick in Sabonis. All-star, uh, yeah. great player. Trade it to Oklahoma freaking city. Not only traded just Sabonis, we traded Victor Oladipo, who might honestly be our third or fourth best draft pick of all time. If you if you throw out Shaq sometimes because he was obviously obvious, um, we trade Victor Oladipo going into his fourth year. Demontis Sabonis as a draft pick at the eleventh draft pick. Ursan Ilyasova. Four. This is painful. Can you stop? Serge Ibaka. That's what I was gonna say. We had Serge Ibaka. That and, and not only Serge Ibaka traded him. Before the trade deadline, Serge Ibaka. DeMontis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo are now, well, you know, basically carrying teams. They're the two best players on their team. And Uh, where is Sabonis playing? Why are you doing this to me? You're making me think too much now. No, don't worry. I got it. Hold on. He's He's still in Indiana. Yeah, you freaked me out there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Because him and Oladipo both went to Indiana for Paul George. They flipped that. They flipped our trade for Serge Ibaka for Paul George. The same trade. <sighs> we have to talk about something else. The same exact trade. Okay, so... They got Paul George. We got <sighs> Serge Ibaka. A rental Serge. Serge Ibaka, who also went on to win a championship. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. So, so go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I'm looking. I'm looking at that '98 draft. So we took Michael Doliak, which was a pretty good pick. He he was a you know decent player. Keon Clark, who was traded to Denver. Matt Harpering. Um, that was New Jersey's pick, and then we got Miles Simon. But I'm looking at some of these other picks. Like 2000 was pretty good. Uh, Mike Miller at five, mm-hmm. and then remember Keon Dooling? Yeah, yeah, he was he was a pretty good player. Uh, Reese Gaines, the only so from what I'm seeing, the only um, overseas player that did something for us. I'll ask who who do you think it was? Just off the top of your head, I know you won't get this. Yeah, I'm not gonna get this. Zaza Pachulia. I hate him. I don't care. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, man. But we kept reaching overseas, and it just doesn't work. And then and, to finish this off, I'll finish it. Three years left. Okay. 17. Sixth pick. So sixth pick, we get Jonathan Isaac, who I am a fan of. Going to be a good player. I, you know, He had some good spots in the playoffs last year. Um, he's been hurt this year, and... Um, I think he'll end up pretty solid from Florida State. Go Knowles. Um, after him in that draft, Laurie Markkinen, Donovan yeah. Mitchell, Bam Adebayo. Um, so, you know, we hope Jonathan keeps growing. There's some good players behind him. And, again, the, the biggest thing is, you know, besides Markkinen, Donovan was 13th, Bam was 14th. I mean, that you know, they're pretty far back. It's not like we made the bad pick. You know, right. we did not pick Anthony Bennett. Um, 2018 is becoming a little bit more frustrating by the minute. Um, but again, it's the ping pong ball thing of right 
before, both Isaac and Bamba, basically all 10 players, because Isaac and Bamba were both the sixth pick, all 10 players drafted before them in those two years are very good. Um, 2017, you had who we now have, but Foltz, Lonzo Ball, Tatum, Josh Jackson, and... De'Aaron Fox, 2018, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic, um, Jaron Jackson, and Trey Young. And then we so, come be- be- before you go any further, can you justify 2019? 2019 is the hardest one, but but now looking at it in retrospect, I wanted Nikhil Alexander Walker really bad. I would have bought the jersey immediately. I was really excited because he just went crazy in summer league. He's been pretty bad in the NBA. Um, yes. And if you look at yes. that list, there's no one behind Chuma that ends up very good. And unless you really reach Carson Edwards probably would have been a good play because we're all just dying for a, a guard in Orlando. Obviously, now we kind of have one with Fultz, but a scoring guard. Um, Carson's had some pretty nice nights for Boston. Still not the, you know, he's, I don't think they're going to see too much of him if they make the playoffs and we play a playoffs. But, um, uh, you know, the one thing about Orlando is you actually go through these drafts, you get a little less upset because – not a lot changed after them. You know, we just didn't get high enough in a lot of these drafts. I remember a couple of years ago, we won a meaningless game at the end of the season, and it cost us what probably would have been the third or fourth pick, moved to sixth. You know, and that's how you end up. You know, we've been in this – the one thing I could talk about forever is this purgatory of basically the sixth to the 13th pick for what feels like forever. And, you know, unless you get really lucky, like some of these really good drafts in NBA history – that's just not what's happening right now. And you need to have a top, you know, maybe three, but five pick to get a great player. Or you need to be like Boston, you know, who has all, you know, pretty much like eight draft picks. Yeah. Or also don't trade DeMontis Sabonis away and Victor Oladipo and you wouldn't be And Victor Oladipo. And you could really put in Tobias Harris. I mean, you hate Tobias? No, it's just Tobias. But I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Still, it, you know, he could score. Yeah. Um, so 98, and then we'll wrap it up here. Who you, – you would want Paul Pierce? What do you mean? Yeah, I would want Paul Absolutely or... not. Dirk, what are you talking about? Dirk, yes. Paul Pierce, no. <laughs> what? No. Here we go. We finally got to Deke's, or <laughs> Dominique's terrible, no. terrible take of the day. No. Oh, no. Pierce is. What's one I would of the take. Breaks? Okay, so ooh, let me see. I have it up here. Michael Olawakandi, Mike Bibby went to Ralph Lorenz, LaFrance. Excuse <laughs> me, Lorenz, uh, LaFrance. So I mean, out of that group, what you would say, Mike Bibby was the best. So let's go four through six. So at four. Was Antoine Jameson had a nice career? Vince Carter, five, yeah, yes. Robert Trailer is that tracker trailer? Yeah. Then you got Jason Williams, Larry Hughes, which is no big miss in my opinion. I mean, he had some nice years. In solid, Cleveland. yeah, had some solid years. Yeah, so that's not a miss. Then we have Dirt, um, Paul Pierce, Bonzi Wells, another Bonzi, another another nice player. It's a great name. I'm saving that one. Yeah, Bonzi. Are you gonna name your firstborn that? You know, bon- if we get yeah. there, I might think about it. Bonzi Lewis, please do. <laughs> of of everybody that I just named, 
you would take Paul Pierce. No, it's, no, no, no. You're skipping a step here. I was being realistic about could we not have moved two spots up, three spots up, like with all of that draft artillery. And I don't really know. We could have traded for these picks for all I know. Um, I didn't true. do enough research on what was really happening. But I was just sitting there and I was like, man, this is a great draft. There's a lot of, I mean, four or five great players and then a couple right after that that are very good and then a couple solid players. And we ended up with guys who were in the rotation different places. Um, but, I mean, if we could have moved up a couple spots and, got, and I think Paul went 10th and we had 12th. Um, and this is also not to say, again, this is why I wanted to go back and watch that draft because um, I think the Celtics did want Pierce. Um, yeah. I think the Mavs did really want Dirk and had targeted him for a long time. Um, but I was just trying to be realistic about where we could move. If if I could pick anybody, um, I'd probably pick Dirk. I would. That's what I would pick. Put Paul Pierce second. I would put him ahead of Vince Carter. I know Vince had some good years, but if you went overall career, Paul Pierce was a better scorer than him um, and carried some and played on some bad Boston teams before he finally got his big three. I, um, I agree. And Vince, I mean, he went to the finals, no hating, but that was one of the worst Eastern conferences of all time. And he went there with Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson, so a solid team. But, um, you know, I think I would, getting Paul Pierce at 10th in an NBA draft when you go through the rest of our drafts, I would take that all day. That was an interesting draft because we took um, Doliak and then, <clears throat> excuse me, 19. Guess who we took there? 19? I didn't even look that. I didn't even write that down. 19. Just kidding. I'm sorry. 19 was actually Pat Garrity, uh, which I did not know. But just kind of looking at the rest of that draft, so Teron Liu went uh, 23rd. Ricky Davis went 21st. Uh, I'm trying to think of just names. Nazir Muhammad, who had a pretty decent career, um, went 29th. Rashard Lewis was the first pick of the um, second round. Uh, Shaman Williams, I don't know if you remember him. North Carolina legend. I wouldn't call him a legend, but North Carolina player. Um, Katino Mobley went second. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, Corey Brewer went 51st. You, you make some good points. Still, I'm taking Dirk. If I had to, I would take Dirk. Yeah. Vince Carter, eh, I don't know. But you made some valid points in looking at the progression in Orlando Magic draft history. So I think it's time. And I have to say this. We'll see about Chumo Kiki. If he can bring to the Magic a fraction of what he brought to Auburn, especially in the scoring, I think we could be pretty good with him and Fultz, especially as Fultz continues to develop. So, But with that, that is our Orlando Magic episode. We appreciate you joining in this week. Stay tuned for more next week. Thoughts from the bench. I'm Dominic Smith. On the other end is J.M. Lewis. See ya.